0: Of christ be with you
1: and also with you
0: let's turn and greet one another we welcome you to laguna presbyterian church especially if you're visiting with us today we're just delighted that you're here with us there is a friendship pad on each one of the pews it's near the center aisle and we'd love to have you take it and fill it out and let us know you're with us uh, whether you're visiting or whether you are regularly here you can see the announcements that are in our bulletin This morning, after the second service, about 11.15 over in Tankersley Hall, there'll be an information meeting about a trip that is going to Greece at the end of next April with Anna and George Kafalis and with me. Uh, That's at the end of second service over in Tank Hall. Uh, The Bible studies this week, even though it says something else, the Bible studies on Tuesday and Wednesday will be up in Hills Hall instead of in the Youth Center. This is Camp H2O week for the youth, and so that room will be very busy during the time that the 7 o'clock Bible study would be going on. So we need to have the Bible studies move upstairs to Hills Hall, and the Wednesday study will continue to be at 7 and is not going to change till 8. If you got otherwise, there's something else that's said in the the bulletin, ignore that. Just do what we've always done for those of you who are usually in that group. Uh, This week the Bible studies will be led by Gary Mills. Gary is a pastor in our presbytery and at large, and he is retired now, and he worships with us regularly and hides in the balcony most Sundays. So this morning you get to hear his voice and see his face, and he will be leading the Bible studies on Tuesday and Wednesday morning, and we're so glad to have his help this summer. That's gonna be great. The summer book talk, which is discussing a book about Julia Child, meets this Tuesday at four o'clock, and we will be in the youth center for that. They will be cleared out by then, and they've said that we can be down there at 4 o'clock on Tuesday. And the Gals Group, which is our widows of all ages, that meets this, um, next Sunday night, is actually meeting at 5, not at 5.30. So there was a fair bit of panic that that wrong time was listed. There were a lot of things this week that were kind of a panic about various stuff. Um, also, we are trying to put together a photo directory in a brand-new way, and that is to have you email in a picture of, yourself and or your family group and we will make the directory out of those pictures that we receive. And then uh, by the time we get to about the beginning of October on Pancake Breakfast Day, Gary who's also a professional photographer will take pictures of the people who didn't manage to get anything that they could email in but would like to be in the directory. So we're not going to hire a professional that's going to charge you money for prints and all that kind of stuff. You can just email in what you want to have in that directory. We'll see how it goes. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord.
2: Let's pray together. Almighty God, we have gathered to worship you this morning. We've come to listen to you, to seek you, to praise you. You are the beginning of all things, the life of all things. In you we live. Loving God, you are here and everywhere around us and within us by your spirit. You know our inmost thoughts. In you we hope. In you we live. And you are the source of wisdom. You are giving peace that is beyond our understanding. In you we learn to be still, and in you we live. Bless now this time of worship. Awaken us to your presence. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And Will you
3: join me in our responsive call to worship? Blessed be the name of God from age to age for wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons, deposes kings and sets up kings. He He gives gives wisdom wisdom to to the the wise and knowledge to those who who have understanding. understanding. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust Trust in in the the Lord Lord and do do good, so so you will live live in the land and enjoy security. security. Take Take
1: delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart.
3: Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light, the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And with many cries
1: us be seated. Lord, you are the one that we adore. You are the one that we praise.
3: You are the one
1: that our hearts are longing for.
0: prophet Isaiah calls us to confession. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Let us pray responsively. O gracious and holy God, give us diligence to seek you, wisdom to perceive you, and patience to wait on you. Forgive Forgive us, us, O God, God, when when we we follow follow the the advice of those those who do do not seek your
1: righteousness. righteousness. Forgive Forgive us, us, O God, when when we take those paths that lead us away from you. Forgive us, O God, when we sit among those who scoff at your name and your ways. Give us minds willing to meditate on your word, eyes eager to behold you, and ears open to listening to you. Transform our hearts and renew our
0: minds by your word and spirit as we bring to you the silent
1: confessions of our hearts.
0: For we pray through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. A new life has begun know that you are forgiven, and be at peace. Thanks be to God.
1: Pour down like rain, word of God. Give us eyes to see.
2: my prayer for us this morning, that God's Word would speak to us and provide us with wisdom as we take on each and every day. So I want to encourage you to open up your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 2 through 18, and then I'll be reading from Romans, chapter 12, 1 through 2. Here now, God's word to us. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you was lacking in wisdom, Ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given you. But ask in faith, never doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter, being double-minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Let the believer who is lowly boast in being raised up, And the rich in being brought low, because the rich will disappear like a flower in the field. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the field. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. It is the same way with the rich. In the midst of a busy life, they will wither away. Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. No one, when being tempted, should say, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and He Himself tempts no one. But one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it. Then, when that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and that sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Every generous act of giving... With every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change in fulfillment of his own purpose he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures and to Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 and perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Our Lord and God, now as we hear your word, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Soften our hearts that we may delight in your presence. Sharpen our minds that we may discern your truth and shape our wills that we may desire your ways through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. One of my favorite game shows as a child was Let's Make a Deal with Monty Hall, one of my faves. At the start of the show, Monty would come walking out, he'd look slick with his colorful coat and elaborate tie And he had a microphone in one hand, and do you remember what he had in the other hand? A handful of cash as he walked down that stairway. If a contestant had any hope of making a deal with Monty, they had to show up dressed up in some crazy costume. And this week I watched one of those old 1970s episodes of Let's Make a Deal on YouTube, and I'm going to tell you, it was humiliating. It was embarrassing what these people would wear just to get a few bucks. So there was that moment in the show everyone was waiting for, and it usually happened at the end. Monty would be standing there next to the contestant, and he would say, will it be door number one? Will it be door number two? Or will it be door number three? The contestant had no idea at all what was behind each of those doors. No background, no hints, no inkling, no nothing. And then you had the crowd yelling behind them. How would you like that in life? The crowd yelling behind them, take door number one, door number two, door number three, and then the numbers just start flying at this contestant. All perspective has got to be gone as he or she is filled to the brim with adrenaline. And then Monty gets up a little closer to that contestant and he says, well, what will it be? You've got to figure there's only two things going through each of those contestants. Two things. I'm either going to look incredibly smart or I'm going to look incredibly stupid on TV. The choice is made. They pick one, two, or three. And then Monty gets up a little closer to that contestant, pulls a wad of cash out of his pocket, and he says, well, what if I were to offer you cash instead of that door? Thank goodness that's not the way we have to choose things in life. Do I hear an amen to that? Could you picture that? having to choose things that you have no idea what's behind those doors, and then someone gets up close to you and kind of tempts you with a little bit of cash to sway you away from your decision. Now, I asked my son Aaron, my middle son Aaron, who will be finishing up Saddleback Junior College this next year, and he's got to make a choice of what four-year college to go to. And I'm working on this sermon at home, and so I said to Aaron, Hey, Aaron, what if you had to make a choice for your next college like that i got up next to you and i said you got to pick door number one door number two door number three and you had no idea what was behind each of those doors you just had to go to that college you know what he said he was adventurous it was the afternoon he said door number two (laughs) and then i said well what if i got up next to you and I said that I would be willing to give you cash instead of you choosing that door number two, what would you say then? Do you know what my boy said? How much? (laughs) That is one savvy boy right there. He's going to do well in college as he pursues that business degree. But even he agreed, thank goodness, that's not the way I'm going to have to choose my next college. John Ortberg says, in the book that we're using this summer. He says, choosing doors always, always involves a process. Every person on the face of this earth, before they make a decision, they work through their own process before they make a choice. He says, for most of us, this is the way it goes. We recognize an opportunity. We identify the options. One, two, three. He says it can sometimes go all the way up to 14. You ever experienced that? We begin to evaluate what we should do, and then we decide how we will choose. I want you to take a moment. There's a pop quiz this morning. I want you to think for a moment about the last important decision that you made in life a decision that may have been taxing upon you, something that was laying heavy upon your heart. Your mind had been contemplating and thinking through over and over again, and it has to be something that involved more than one door. Got something in your mind? When it came down to it, after you recognized the opportunity identified the different options, evaluated what to do, what you wanted, I'm willing to bet what you really needed right there was wisdom. You wanted wisdom. Ortberg defines wisdom as this, the ability to make good decisions. He goes on to say, by having the skill for living and walking, on the right path every day we are making choices I think Beth told me this last week how many choices do we make a day 35,000 35, a day that's a lot of choices we make each day now with some of our choices there is no need to pause there's no need to think about it at all we have a routine when we get up get up if it works there's no reason to disrupt the space-time continuum Whether we have breakfast first or whether we take a shower first, it doesn't matter, does it? It's all good. Unless you've gone to the gym first, and you might want to take a shower before breakfast with the family. And then there are, let's call them, immediate minor decisions that we need to make on the fly each day. I think we could admit that wisdom is desired there. We have the major decisions to be made in a given day, week, or month, and wisdom right there is more than desired, it's needed. And then there are those huge, life-changing decisions that need to be made, ones that can consume us, something that concerns us. It could be something that excites us about the decision or terrifies us about the decision to be made. But something has to be decided. And I think we could say that wisdom is not only greatly needed, but it's longed for because deep down in our soul, as followers of Christ, we want to do what is right, and we want to follow through with His will. And so we may see it before us as door number one, door number two, or door number three, or even door number 14. So the question before us is, what do we do? how do we choose and more importantly how can we gain wisdom because every one of us wants to make good decisions in life james tells us up front that just because we are followers of christ this does not relieve us from having to make difficult decisions in life in fact he goes on to say that in so many words these trials these challenges, these choices before us have a way of growing us in our maturity in Christ. And I'm sure you've noticed it in your life and those decisions that you've made early on, they've helped build your character for the next decision that needs to be made with the wisdom that God provides. And many of us have learned as Christians that some of the life choices we have to make are even more difficult because we're followers of Christ. But thankfully, God has left us with the means to make wise choices. James goes on to tell us that we have a God who loves to give generously to those who ask for wisdom. Now, it doesn't mean we're going to find a three-point lesson plan laid out in the Bible, which gives us the only process to go through to make a choice in life. Nor are you ever going to find the full name of the person you're supposed to marry in the Bible. And notice I said full name, because you could say, well, Rebecca's in there, or James is in there. And it's never going to give us the exact field or career we're supposed to go into. I don't see nuclear physics in there, unless, of course, you want to be a shepherd or a carpenter. That might be in there. And there's no specific date given for when you should make an investment. Those things are not in the Word of God. And I will mention I've been a Christian for over 34 years, and I have never once heard the audible voice of God. That doesn't mean I haven't asked for it before. And yet God has given us a tremendous amount in the Bible to learn from so that we would be a wise people in our decision-making. Lessons that can give us a process for when we have to make a difficult choice in life or even a choice on the fly. It begins with the desire for God's will. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. A profound shift has taken place when we move from relying on our own ingenuity to when we rely upon the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that's faith. It's trusting that God, our God, is the source of all wisdom. He's the source of all wisdom, and He is the source of every good and perfect gift that can come to us. It's faith that we believe that God wants what's best for us. God is a good God and a gracious God and he truly wants what's best for us in the long run for our eternal happiness. And it's a faith that somehow some way we trust that he will provide. Next we see that there's scripture itself. 2 Timothy 3:16 says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. And if that's true, then it would make sense that we become a people of the Word, that when we read God's Word, we would invite it to saturate our hearts and our minds. When we hear the Word preached, we invite that Word to saturate hearts and minds so that it would flow into the decision-making we have in life whether it's on the fly or a life-changing decision there's the need for wise counsel proverbs eleven fourteen says where there is no counsel the people fall but in the multitude of counselors there is safety how important it is and i think you've probably learned this in life how important it is to seek the counsel of those who we trust and respect in the lord before we make a decision whether those people are older than us or younger than us whether there are go-to's i have certain go-to's who are going to probably tell me what i want to hear but the challenge is to go to those also who might have a different perspective on what you're looking at especially those who are very knowledgeable in the field or the issue that we're thinking about there's the need for rest Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 Jesus said come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest how many times did Jesus the second member of the Trinity instruct his disciples that they along with him needed to rest before they approached that next open door I ask you a question. How many wise decisions have you made when you're tired? How many wise decisions did you make when you were anxious or angry? I spent a little time thinking about that. I couldn't think of one good decision I made when I was angry, tired, or anxious. A pastor friend once told me, and I think I've told this to some of you, never, ever make a major decision less than two weeks from the time a door has been placed before you, or when something dramatic happens in your life, if possible, wait those two weeks. He went on to tell me that rest, proper rest, creates perspective. And the one that James highlights before us as he tells us, that there is the need for prayer for wisdom. Listen again to verse 5. He says, as any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. Ortberg says it begins always by asking for wisdom from God. Faith is a relationship, he says, and God responds to communication just as all persons do. Prayer is the primary way we communicate with God. And that's why prayer is so closely associated with seeking and discerning open doors. This means that we have a God who is inviting us to talk with Him and to be in conversation with Him about those doors that might be before us and those tough decisions in life. And we see in the book of Psalms that we can bring whatever emotion, whatever desire we might have to the table. It's okay to come before God anxious. It's okay to come before God angry and frustrated. It's okay to come before God with some exciting endeavor that's before you. He wants you to bring that to the table to begin the conversation. And faith and prayer is trusting on God that He will move and He will transform our hearts to His will as we ultimately will have to make the choice by faith. Trusting on him as we walk through that open door. My oldest son is finishing up his degree in film. I actually finished it up this last year, and I was able to watch. I asked him if I could share the story. I always ask my family if I can share stories. And I was watching him during this last year as he was beginning to make decisions what he would do after he got his degree in film. One of the things that came up was Australia. See, after he took his first wave down at the beach as a little kid, and the lifeguard got to him before we did, for some reason he had this dream of going to Australia on some surf and safari. That's a great dream to have. But we also noticed over time that he wanted to go to a film school that was totally hands-on, on film and editing. And then, of course, as we all do, we want for our children to get jobs, don't we? That's a good thing, too. So over this year, we noticed there was door number one, door number two, door number three, and I was finding one of the doors that I needed to go through was backing off. And as a parent at that point, you kind of want to help navigate, but you also have to back off because it's a decision that he has to make. And I've always told my three sons, whatever you choose to do in life, make it something that you want to do because you're the one that has to get up in the morning and do it. But as we watched the year go by, he was doing his research and he found a film school up in Los Angeles that just happened to have and be connected to a film school in... Australia. Interesting how things work out right there on the Gold Coast. So he was finding a way that door number one and door number two were interconnected in some way. And so I said, before you go off to Australia, I encourage you to go up and take a one-week intensive at that school in Los Angeles that shares their school with the universal lot. He got to make a movie on the universal lot he went to that school and he loved it and so he turned around and he applied for that school in Australia you know what happened he got in (laughs) dad I got in and so now all the other doors were starting to open up what about finances what about housing what about visa what about plane ticket Mom and I are both a little concerned about you going off to Australia on your own. And he had a great reply. Well, what if you went with me for the first week and a half? (laughs) I like the idea of that. We're out to dinner with my brother Ken. Ken goes, hey, what if I came along for a week and a half? Always got to have Uncle Ken there. He makes it a lot more fun. He's going off to Australia. Mom and I are still a little concerned. We don't know anybody on the Gold Coast, so I'm taking a walk the other day, two weeks ago. A woman walking down the street noticed her from high school graduation. She has a kid that graduated with Joseph, and she said, hey, how's it going? I said, pretty good. And she really meant how's it going, because sometimes we just say how's it going, and we really don't want to know. But she's from Britain. People from outside of the United States actually want to know how our life's going. And so we started talking. She's not only a citizen of Britain, but she's also a dual citizen in Australia. And she has a friend on the Gold Coast who can be a contact for Nathan. Coincidence? I think not. So you never know how the doors are going to open and what other doors may open up as a result of those doors for us. In the meantime, there's been glitches. Job opportunities come up, things that were tough to find. We didn't let those glitches sway us because we saw the desire of his heart and God leading towards that open door. So what kinds of doors are opened before you at this time in your life? What kinds of doors do you hope in? Hope will open before you at this time in your life. And what kind of doors are challenging you at this time in your life as you approach them. Ortberg says that if we don't have any problems, if we don't have any doors before us, then there's one explanation. We're dead. <laughs> and we all look very much alive this morning. And so I encourage you to start that conversation with God about what those open doors might be for you. And as a church, we have more than a few decisions that are coming before us here in the near future. And so I invite us as a church, I invite you individually to start that conversation with God to ask for wisdom, to pray for our church, to pray to God to see what our mission and our community and our world may be, and to pray for our leadership and our future leadership. For we trust on Jesus the wisdom and treasure of God who came to this earth in the flesh, who has shown us God's perfect wisdom on the cross, that he would make a way to draw us to himself so that he would give us love and life and purpose and give us wisdom so that we would bring glory and honor to him. This Jesus who loves to take our hand and walk with us through those open doors, In life let us affirm our faith in Christ as we stand and say together our affirmation of faith from the book of Colossians chapter 2 Christ himself in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge he He is is the image of the the invisible invisible God the firstborn of all creation for in him all All things things in heaven So, so that, that he, he might, might come, to come to have first, first place, place in, in everything. everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace through the blood of his cross. Amen. You may be seated. would like to invite the ushers to come forward as we give of our tithes and our offerings.
4: Of God, satisfied and sustained as I hear, voice of God.
0: God, we bring to you the needs of our own hearts and the needs of our world, asking for your wisdom and for courage to follow your way. And so we pray this day for all who face difficult choices and those who advise them, for all who have a burden they cannot bear, for all who are misunderstood, and for those who misunderstand, for all whose words of love are locked within their hearts, and for those who yearn to hear those words, for all who live in hunger, and for those who will not share their bread, for all who wander far from home, and those who stand in the way of their return, for all touched by natural disasters, and those with resources to help them. For all who are sick and those who tend them, have mercy upon these, O God. We give into your hands our unfinished tasks, our unresolved problems, our unfulfilled hopes. To your great love and protection, we commit each other and all people, trusting that in life and in death, we do belong to you and so we bring you these gifts asking that you will use them and that you will use us for your purposes in this world even as we pray for the day when your will is done on earth as in heaven saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom,
1: and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing hymn is God of grace and God of glory. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage. For the facing of this hour and for the living of these days.
2: Now may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God bless you this week. Amen.